Today is Thursday, the 13th of September. I have a cold trying to ruin my final trip back to the UK. Um, what else is new with my body? Absolutely nothing other than the fact I'm really trying to fight a cold, but I'm hoping to get away from the cold. Welcome to this week's episode. I feel a bit... Um, I feel a bit down this week, mainly because, in fact, let's just, um, let's roll the start. This is me, on the road, the best podcast you'll know. So, a week ago today, um, Mac Miller died, and we were at Croatia, we were in Croatia, we were at, at um, Dimensions Festival. And it was a bit of a shock to us all. We were all sat around um, outside having a drink. And I think it was Tom, that Tom, our drummer, um, he saw the news. And uh, it was like, it was it was really weird. Like we were, we were having such a good time. We were sat there having a drink and the music was blasting out. And he just said it and we were like, what? And we'd only just watched like his... Um, Tiny Desk concert. So Tiny Desk is a if you're if you're really a big music fan, um, head over to their channel. Um, Tiny Desk is it's like a little library that they've set up to be like. Well, it just looks like the corner of a school library, and a but really famous artists um, play there, and they do like acoustic. Well, it used to be acoustic sets, but now now they're all like full band, like fifteen piece bands and. Uh, Thundercat played with Mac Miller. Uh, he got up with his band, and it was really good. Anyway, I was actually watching it, and I was like, I probably just don't know if I rate Mac Miller, and and then you hear about his lyrics, and you just see how he's sat, and he's sort of really unassuming, and um, I guess it just fully caught me off guard to then realize that he's now like every time a song comes on. Um, when we're driving, like me and Miles are just like sad face, like every time. It's such a shock and such. I mean, he was he was planning on doing that world tour, and he literally tweeted hours before, just like how excited he was to go. And I don't know. I this. I think it's the first person me and Miley were talking. It's the first person in our generation that have lost someone that's also from our generation, like. At least that's how it feels. I know there's there's plenty more more people, but somebody that's like I mean, he was twenty six, a year older than I am. And uh Yeah, it was big news this week. Big news this week. Um I don't know what's happening with his con with his um world tour like uh everybody that was gonna be on it. Like I obviously they're not gonna be doing the world tour, that's an obvious thing, but I don't know if instead they're gonna do like a memorial thing for him and throw a concert. Um, but yeah, a bit of a shocker. And I think this week's just been like a huge, um, I guess, realization, a huge, like, con- I spent a lot of time, like, just contemplating and, and feeling nostalgic and like questioning m- my purpose on the planet and, and everything else that's, uh, coming with what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I think certainly made me enjoy this like so much more like you know realize or hearing news like that whilst just sat with your friends in Croatia 
um, enjoying something I spent loads of time like it definitely made me feel so grateful to be with friends and all the amazing people I've met this week I can't explain how awesome they've all been and and we're all chatting online and it just makes you appreciate how many people you have around you and then it makes me question then I mean I know the thing with Mac Miller was like an it was an accident like it was an accidental overdose I believe is what the conclusion is going to be um I know when it first came out it said overdose um, which makes it even more sad that, like, you know, I mean, imagine if he knew sort of the people that are now not going to be on tour and everybody that was excited to tour with him and some, uh, yeah, like, I don't want to go too deep into that, but I guess I already have. <laughs> but it just puts into perspective how much we have around us and the people that we actually have around us. And I hope he felt like he had people around him. Because he certainly did. Um, new fresh talent like that is just like such a shame to the music industry. Like he was a real upcoming guy, and just really, it's just. I think when for me, it's like when you when you hear about an artist that's clearly like like I was only just starting to properly appreciate and listen to his music, and then and then you appreciate. Um, how honest and open and real he is. Like, he reminded me a lot of Logic. I don't know if you guys have heard of Logic, another rapper who's um, he's very explicit with his with his lyrics. and uh, But he's just being real and being honest and being truthful to himself. And it's very rare you see an artist like that. Like, I think that's what's made me feel more sad more than anything is, like, it's a new artist that was going to be really good for the music industry, somebody that we really needed, someone that wasn't, bothered about being pitch perfect he wasn't bothered about being like giving the most perfect performance he just wanted to give the most real performance and I think yeah it's a big shame that the music industry's lost somebody like that so uh yeah rest in peace to to Mac Miller and I hope that everyone around him um feels comfort and yeah I guess I just wanted to say my bit on it, Mac Miller. And um, I'm going to continue to enjoy his album. And I hope you guys do too. And um, if you haven't heard of him before, definitely go check him out. Like, he does like, he's like spoken word rap. Like, um, he, he sings as well and he's a producer. And um, not everyone's cup of tea, but, but trust me, like, if you just sit and listen to it, listen to the lyrics, listen to what he's singing about, listen to just how free the music is and how raw it is you will find something that you will enjoy in his music, I promise you. I really promise you. Because I, I never used to listen to rap or... Excuse me. Um, I never used to listen to rap. I never really used to listen to hip-hop. Like, I love 90s hip-hop and stuff like that. Um, but, like, the more I give it time, the more I enjoy it. And I think that's what you guys might get from this album if you haven't heard it before. Um, but, yeah... Well, that got really deep really quick. Nine minutes. Me and Marley keep having... Uh, so I'm, I'm travelling with Marley, and if you guys are new to this, um, you're sat in my bedroom, but it's on a bus. <laughs> like, outdoor, outside here is... Well, it's just the road, but... Um, <laughs> we're actually in uh, Luxembourg at the minute. And... Um, we write music on this bus, and we've got a little studio. If you want to, if you want to know any more about that, like there's loads on this channel. Go and explore. There's a there's a playlist called 
uh, I think it's called Made, the Made on the Road Bus Conversion. So you, you can learn all about it on there. And I do talk about it in other podcasts. But I guess in other news, the podcasts are now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which is super exciting. They're the main two that I wanted it on, and they both got confirmed uh, today or yesterday. Might have been this morning. But you can now go and listen to them over there, which I'm super excited about. Just, it looks like we've got a little hat on. <laughs> um yeah, you can now go listen to them over there. So if you're if you're coming over to the Anchor Podcast, um, because it's not anywhere else that you normally would listen to them, uh, first of all, thank you so much for being so committed. Um, you're one of very few, so I really appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for the messages. And um, I don't know how to do this as of yet, but um, I hope I can insert a little clip now. There was there's um, one of my listeners called Greta, and she is. Um, a super lovely gal. She loves being real, which I very much like. And she's helped me a lot with um, just believing in myself that I can just be real and, and you know do whatever I want to do and be whoever I am. And that's a good thing. And um, something I've spent the last uh, two months on this whole trip, like, you know, properly trying to work out like a full on, like, find yourself kind of trip. Um, not quite as cringy as that, but it, I guess it has been that. And... Um, yeah, she's been a, uh, she's been she was she was really great. Like last week, she just left me this voice note, and it was just like the best thing. So I'm going to try and insert a clip of that now. Oh, and another uh, thing that I kind of wanted to mention is, I mean, it's good to, in my opinion, it's good to listen to like to other people and to your listeners that are, and you know subscribers and people that you know enjoy the content. But I think it it is okay to listen to it up to a point uh, meaning that I don't think that you should stop doing that just because like somebody's getting annoyed by it because it, it is who you are and I think you can as long as you want to and as many times so Greta thank you very much if you guys want to leave a voice note it doesn't have to be that kind of voice note you can just ask any questions for any musicians that we have on board you can ask any questions about the bus and then um, I want to start I mean Greta and my good friend James Britt, I'm not going to put any of his clips in because they were silly. He didn't realise they were, like, public. Um, um, actually, no, I, I think the actual messages are private, but he didn't realise that I was planning on putting stuff in the vlog, so... In the podcast, sorry. So, um, if you want to leave a voice note, if you want to leave a question about bus life, if you want to leave a question about being a musician, um, just a topic that I can talk about and give my opinion. Last week was um, about the bus build and Brexit and... Excuse me, I feel very windy. I've just had some, I had some very nice noodles actually. Um, not from a packet. We actually make make good food on this bus. Um, so, yeah, the bus build and Brexit were like the big ones last week. If you haven't heard that, um, I basically I just chatted about like my thoughts on Brexit and how it's going to affect bus life and and everything that comes with it. Um, yeah, I, it was it was quite an interesting one to sort of think about and and touch on, but. Um, yeah, moving on to where we are now, we're in Luxembourg. I'm actually really, really missing Croatia, like, a lot. I think it's just the being by the sea. Um, I'm loving the, like, the quiet and the silence. I would show it to you now, but I think Marley's watching some TV through there, so if you can hear something in the background, it's just TV. Um, but I'm missing... Um, I think I'm missing just the community of the festival. We had um, we were there for two festivals on uh, for the last two weeks, this, this last two weeks that's just gone. And 
met some awesome people like I was saying at the beginning and um, to walk out your door every day and like have at least somebody like within eyes view of your door that you that you can just go over to and just sit and have a chat with like I'm really missing that like I really appreciate how much I love community living um, next few weeks I'm going to have quite a few nights maybe on my own on the bus which I don't think I've had a single night on my own on this bus yet in the whole sort of three months that I've been living on it and then um, yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of just realizing how much I enjoy like having people around I used to think I was like a lone free ranger kind of person but I guess when you're doing this kind of thing when you're doing it on your own it's not something that's like as fun on your own I mean you can tell people what you did in that day but it's not the same as like experiencing it with people in that day so I think uh yeah like I think I'm really missing that mostly um but We've spent today in Luxembourg. Luxembourg's really nice, actually. We, when we, um, a little trick that I actually learned today um, that I should have just looked up a lot earlier, but uh, we did a park and ride today. We went to Luxembourg, went to a park and ride that was like on the outskirts, and I didn't realise park and rides have like um, bays for lorries and for cars. No, sorry, lorries and like buses. I think it was anything over three and a half tonnes, which we're like seven and a half. Um. And they had huge like lorry lanes for them. And you can park up there and then get a bus into town. Which, so, something I've always, wor- not worried about, but something I've always, like, wanted to do is, like, travel and see towns and cities. And I've not felt like I've been able to find a way to do it because there's not been, like, big enough parking or the parking in town for coaches is too expensive. Um, sometimes you're looking literally, like, £20 plus just to park your bus there for a few hours in the day. So it's a lot. Um... But today, yeah, we did the park and ride. We parked up in the one of the bays, got the bus into town, and we actually got off the bus in, like, a really old place. Um, well, it wasn't really old. It was, like, it was, like, the cheaper end of town where you kind of have your little market, like, where all the locals go for their market and their day-to-day stuff, the, the non-tourist glamorous bit. Every city has them. Um, so we got dropped off there, and we are like, oh, Luxembourg's, like, not what we were expecting. Anyway, we turned this corner and went over this bridge. And it was so nice. Like, it's such a new city. And we were like, right, okay, let's go and do this and do that. And we went to get a coffee and then um, plan all the things that we wanted to do. And we actually, sorry, I'm so bunged up. Um, We went and had a coffee and we and we planned to go to this museum. And we were like, let's just do that and learn about Luxembourg. It was a museum about the history of Luxembourg. So we went to it. And the first room we went in had like loads of screens and a huge model of the whole city. And Marley started like tapping on the screens and like finding things to read about. And we we stumbled across this whole plan that's meant to be done in like 2019, like literally next year. It's been going on for years and they're building like a whole new city. Like when you see pictures, I don't know if you've seen pictures of like Dubai when it's being like built. Well, this place... Um, it was all like CAD drawings, all like digital graphic kind of 3D models. Um, but it's like the future. I can't explain it. Like, And it's huge. It's like probably the area of a whole, like the centre of Manchester. So like really, really big. Um, all brand new buildings, all super modern, high tech, like gardens on top of all the roofs, like super eco, which is amazing. I'm well in on that. And... Um, 
yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how much stuff they were doing. And actually on the, on the bus on the way back, realised, well, we drove past the area where they were doing all this building and you could just see it like almost completed. And we were like, whoa. So if you want to come to Luxembourg, I highly recommend it because by the time you guys probably organise coming, most of the things are going to be done and it's going to be wow it's going to be amazing the only place i can like relate it to to anyone that's watching in the uk and that if you've been to durham or you've been to like edinburgh it's kind of that vibe vibe because it's all in a valley and down the middle of the valley is just this green luscious like park and walkways and they've got like outdoor exercise gym things um really cool um little cafes down there as well and play areas for kids and then the whole city is then on the top so then they've got the huge bridges um just across the valley it's like really really cool um highly recommend coming um so we went there today oh and the history of the place as well like you forget how much of the war like happened around here and because luxembourg's like in the middle of all like france germany belgium uh slovenia uh, is it near Slovenia? Kind of. It's kind of near Slovenia. Um, but because of everything that happened in the war, like Luxembourg was once like French run and German run and and so many countries like ran and took took over Luxembourg. So like all the village names around here, or most of them are German. They look German. And then a small proportion of them are French. Everyone speaks French. Uh, it's a really weird mix of culture and only 30% of Luxembourg is people from Luxembourg. I don't know what they're called. Lux, Lux, Luxembourgians. <laughs> um, yeah, so 70% are foreigners, which I think I think is really awesome, actually. Like, I come from a place called Lincoln, which is really um, culturally... Cult- Culturally derived, deprived, culturally deprived. That is so hard to say at half past nine at night. Culturally deprived. um, The university's done a lot for it, but like for years, like I grew up like with very little mixed ethnicities around. And then I moved to Leeds, which was like near Bradford. Um, Bradford's got a massive Indian community, Asian community. And um, coming to somewhere like Luxembourg, where you see it like a city basically working in a great way with fully mixed like races, ethnicities, nationalities in one city is great. It's amazing. It's one reason I'm really, really sad about moving out of the EU. If it happens, like, I don't know if it will happen. Leave a comment below if, the, if it definitely will happen. I don't know if it will. I don't. I heard somebody saying that like legally we might not go ahead with it. But in the museum today, there was this huge European sort of flag, and they were they had a whole room dedicated to how proud Luxembourg is to be part of the EU. I was like, I've never seen that in England in a museum. I've never seen it in a tourist place. Like I've never seen us promote how proud we are of being in the EU. I can only assume it that the government aren't proud of being in. The, I don't know. I don't know. But it was really good to to see it and see people like just together. And it's one thing I'm most afraid of with Brexit is like us being one step away from being in a world that's together. Like it's the the main and only reason. Like everything else I'll get over. Um, Financial situation, how much more expensive it's going to be to travel in Europe. I can get over all of that. But being a step away from being like together in the world upsets me. 
so that was really really awesome um to hear uh, sorry not to hear to see it was really awesome to see a city like working working well as well like it was great um so yeah luxembourg's been a real eye-opener i think we're definitely going to come back maybe for a weekend it's the kind of place you want to do for a weekend probably not much longer loads of posh bars and loads and loads of wealthy people <laughs> we were the only bars that had people in it were like people that were like finishing work arriving in their porsches and they just got out of the cars and you could smell them a mile off with their perfume in their aftershave so um yeah it's a wealthy place i we, we felt a little bit uncomfortable just like walking through and people looking at us in our like t-shirts and our rucksacks and i had my camera out I was like, hey, we're tourists. You guys live here. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, but no, don't let that put you off. It, it's really, really, really nice. And if you are into your fashion brands, like big brands, this there's one high street and it's everything. is Chanel, Cartier, uh, Ralph Lauren, uh, like every brand you can think of. And I've never seen so much money indoors. Gucci, they had a Gucci shop and all the staff looked like a vibe. They looked so cool. Dressed up like, yeah, I want to work and live in Gucci stuff forever. Not necessarily because it's expensive, but because it just looks good. I love Gucci's style. Expensive taste. Um, I had a little list here of things I wanted to talk about and I've completely, completely neglected it. Uh, there's one thing that I wanted to actually make a full podcast dedicated to is my upbringing. Um, I've had a few people actually like message through over the past however many months. Um, a guy called Dominic being one of them. I don't know if he watches or follows this stuff, but Dominic, if there is any small chance you're watching, I'm sorry I haven't responded to your question. I thought about it this week and I was like, oh, no, I've not replied to, to the question that he had. Um, and he just had a few points that I think he was like, um, there's a lot of people that assume that because I've got this very nice bus that I have, I've got money or like my family are filthy rich and I just wanted to address the whole thing like on where I come from what my upbringing was like um so I think that's going to be next week's one I'm going to if I'm if if the if it feels right to do it then because I think that's definitely one of those folks I need to sit and just be like truly in the good headspace to be as completely honest and uh transparent with you guys um not because not even because I I like want to prove something or like I want to make a point of anything. I just think it's like an, in, I, I think it's an interesting upbringing. I think it's maybe not what most people think. I think it would just be a nice, interesting story for you guys to hear and know about and, and know where I've come from and all of that jazz. So it's not to like, it's not like an up yours or like saying anything to the people that have been hating on this or like making comments. It's none of that. It's just literally, I want to, I just think it'd be a good story to say, like just to tell you guys. So that's like top of my list on podcasting things. Uh, the podcast intro. Oh yeah, my podcast intro. Uh, not to be taken too seriously, guys. I wanted to do it completely in jest. I really like those programs that have like the full on. Um, I can't remember what they like the jingles that are like super fun and happy and make you guys want to feel like you can sit here. I mean, it was a full on happy podcast intro, and then I talked and got really deep about Mac Miller. Ah, my light's died. Miles? Yeah? Is the laptop still running? Yeah. Um, please could, please could you just send through the battery that's in the kitchen? Sorry, guys, we're fully in the... I'm just a silhouette now. <laughs> I thought the power had gone out because uh, of that thing. How do I unplug it? Just slide it off the top. 
Why yeah. am I passing it through? Uh, just the side, somewhere. Yeah. Cheers, Pap. Yeah. Thank you, sorry for interrupting your vlogs. Sorry for interrupting your podcast. <laughs> hey. Well, it was the light's fault, not me. Yeah, the light's fault. It wasn't you at all. It was weird, it said 21% on the bulb, but... Oh, no, that's 21% for, like, how bright it is, not the actual battery. <laughs> Silly me. Yeah. Uh, went into the deep Mac Miller thing, so it didn't quite work today with the happiness thing, but yeah. Not to be taken too seriously, guys. <laughs> Some people thought that it was actually the stuff that I produce on a regular. Um, no, it's not. I just produced that fun little jingle. Uh, ranting on, uh, why don't gigs pay well anymore? Okay, this is a question that I um, I want to briefly address now. So we, when we came to... Uh, when we came to Croatia, we had like loads of gigs lined up that weren't paying very well and the industry standards for like support gigs with really good people like we supported like Tokyo Myers Bilal uh, Miles who else uh, Ellie Ingram what? who else have we supported that's been great Bilal Bilal Zara yeah. McFarlane Zara yeah. McFarlane was a big one Will Hurd Will Hurd was a massive one if anybody knows Tom Mesh yeah so like really great people but like the industry standard for these kind of gigs is literally like £50 um, I I really want to at some point in this podcast actually interview and speak to someone that works for a label or like a booking agency just to see exactly why that is. Um, I think I'm going to put my two cents in the pot now um, for like a minute. So I think labels obviously pay as little as they need to because there's always going to be somebody out there nowadays that will accept a gig supporting somebody amazing for like dirt cheap money because it's good for your CV, it's good for your exposure. The term that I hate the most in the music industry. It's good for your exposure. Um, and record labels will always find somebody that will say yes to those kind of gigs. So why would they pay more than £50? That's my thoughts about it. But if I then ask the question to labels like, okay, so why, for the love of music, wouldn't you offer the artist more anyway because you appreciate that they are a good artist and they want to improve the quality of your show, etc., etc. And um, I guess that's a big question to the labels. So I'd really like some questions from you guys that you would ask a record label or um, if you just want to write out a bit of a thing on YouTube or on Instagram or send me a message or send me a voice note with what you think about the whole situation. Um, something that I can reflect on when I do a full podcast on why record labels only pay like a minimal fee for support support art or to support artists. Um, I think I think as well you can't like where where me and Marley are at with it is if you turn that gig down, somebody else will take it. So you then you can either go to a gig and potentially get something amazing from it if somebody if the right person is in the crowd or maybe you get offered like a whole tour in another country or something crazy like that um and we're like well if you don't accept it somebody else is just going to get that opportunity and yet it sucks because you want to charge more you want to put your foot in the ground and say like let's everybody stand together and not accept these cheap gigs and let's do something awesome and make it sick but it isn't as easy as that when you're just so aware that somebody else is going to say yes. So uh, this is a question and a topic topic that's come up recently a lot. And I, uh, 
I really want to talk about it, but I want your guys' input so that when I do the podcast, I can like talk about what you guys are saying. So if there's any musicians watching this on YouTube, please leave a comment. If there's anybody listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or anything like that, and you've just, even if you're not a musician and you've just got a thought about it, do get in touch, let me know, and I will include either a voice note or read some of your message out. Um, I can also keep it completely uh, anonymous if you'd like as well. But it'd be great to hear your opinion on sort of like why don't record labels pay support artists much money at all? It's literally like £50 a gig. Why? Let me know your thoughts, opinions and any questions that you might want me to ask to some professional that can answer them properly and much better than I am. It'd be great to hear somebody from the, you know, the actual industry. So that was what I've got on my little list anyway. Um, I am going to love you and leave you now because I appreciate that this podcast is very, very late. You guys are probably going to hear it in the morning um, and not tonight. But if anybody's listening tonight, great. Thank you so much for tuning in. Leave us a comment. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a thumbs up to let them know that you love the podcast. And I will see you uh, on Sunday, probably. Look after each other. Take care. Thanks for tuning on. Tuning on? Tuning in. This is Made on the Road. This is me on the road. The best podcast you'll know.